All right. We got Megan Ruer in the virtual studio today. Megan, how you doing? Great. How are you? We are so good. We like to say better than we deserve. It I is a that. beautiful day. We are in November now. So headed towards the end of the year. What you got going on in your world? Not much. Yes. Heading towards the end of the year. So lots of planning for the holidays, right? Most people are doing that. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit more about how we came about connecting. So Todd Armstrong connected us. How did you go about connecting Todd Armstrong? And what's the message that you're looking to get out to the world today? Todd and I were introduced through a mutual business friend, and she works with coaching with him and things like that. So that's how we got to know each other. And then he introduced us to you. So, well, I love to talk about values alignment. I'm a life coach. I'm an entrepreneur. And often when in the world of entrepreneurship, our brains are a million miles a minute, and it's hard to really create space for ourselves and kind of like knowing what we have to give to the world, like what's our superpower. So I love to talk about that and how you hone in on that and how you kind of discover that about yourself and apply it to the business world or the world that you're living in, existing in. I love it. So with that being said, what's your superpower? People, well, knowing people's strengths and being able to mentor that and pull it out. So I've coached thousands of women and really helped those who wanted to create a career of six figures or have different goals, know what they have to offer world and outsource a lot of what is not their gifts. So I'm really great Mm -hmm. at seeing people's gifts and kind of helping them hone in on that and move forward in that direction. I love it. And all of this wisdom and business growth didn't happen overnight. Why don't you take us back, you know, through the years of how this actually came to originate? Yes. I always say I kind of fell into entrepreneurship when I had my first son. I was a hairstylist at the time and I just really wanted to be home and also run my own business. I didn't want to work for anyone anymore. So we started a salon in our home and that was my first taste of business ownership, which was easy when you're your only employee, right? So my passion has always been people connecting with people. So in the midst of that, I was introduced to a product, a company that's with a product that I fell in love with. It really served my family. It was a cleaning product. And so I was with that company for 10 years. I made a transition almost a year ago to another company. And then life coaching came in the mix of that because that was just kind of a little side hustle as it starts for most of us. And it grew into me really discovering what I loved most was mentoring women and coaching them towards their goals and the balance they want in their life and all of those things. And so my team grew to a 13 million a year team and I helped develop top leaders who were bringing in the income and the freedoms that they wanted in their life. And so I was like, okay, I want to know more about the skill of coaching because I think sometimes with the skill of coaching, it can be overlooked or people don't understand it. And so I was certified through a program and have been doing that for almost five years now. So it kind of, they kind of just, you know, one path leads to the next. So I'm a special needs mom. And when the other business started to really grow and amp up, we were in the midst of tons of surgeries for our kids. And so I had to learn how to take micro moments of a checking in with my business, but also self-care because my priority is always my family and being present for them and being very intentional with my time with them. So it was learning to apply the skills that we're close to my heart, to my family, to also my business. That's great. So maybe walk through a little bit 
uh, of the timeline up until today, right? So you mentioned the salon and then 10 years with this other company. Where mm-hmm. Were you in a sales position? Yes. So it's, that- it's a direct sales, multi-level marketing business. And then that's right now I have a health and wellness store online as well, which is still in that vein of sales. So yes, it was sales and marketing, which there's always the flip side of that, of making it a career. So yes, that was organic. So it's been, I've been working for myself. I think I figured it out about 18 years. So I was not exposed. I grew up in a small town in Chicagoland. I was not exposed to entrepreneurship on the level that I think we have exposure now. My journey was kind of like, oh, I guess I'm really creative. And it takes mentors and different coaches in your life kind of pointing out like, oh, right. Like not everyone's brain works that way. Right. So the way you're seeing this, the way you're creating this is super impactful for other people. So that, yeah, that's been the journey. I don't know if I could ever work for anyone else. Yeah. I think sales (laughs) and entrepreneurship kind of go hand in hand. So I I didn't know if you had any stories or any lessons learned over call it 18 years of basically being in sales of you know, getting through the other side of rejection, right? Because in mm. order to be successful in entrepreneurship and sales, there's a ton of failure and there's a ton of rejection. Sometimes that rejection is face-to-face with another individual. Sometimes it's rejection from an outcome that you may have been too emotionally attached to. So what are some maybe stories or some lessons you've learned over the last, call it 18 years of entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's great. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, how I always continue to coach is it's not personal, So when we're offering something, a service, whatever it is, a package, a product, if someone is rejecting it, it's not about me. It's about what needs they have in their life, what they want, what serves them. And that took me years to learn for sure, because I'm such a connector. And I've always felt like if you connect with someone, like I always say, I talk about my Instapot all the time because I love it, right? I'm not selling it. I'm just talking about something I organically love. And that's what sales is to me. If I'm truly behind something and passionate about it, then people should feel that same energy. But over the beginning years, I learned that doesn't mean that they'll buy in. And I think being a stylist, for so many years, people come and go out of your chair. So you kind of learn that's just part of service-based industries and sales. And so yeah, not personalizing it. I think also the opportunity for self-growth is so prominent in this world. So you can really check in with yourself and look at why am I discouraged or why does that feel like a failure? Because I really love to redefine failure as opportunities for growth. Because if we take anything we look back on as a failure, we can see if we are doing the work, we can see that we grew from that and who we are and how we service people better and how we show up in the world better. So yeah, I think that those are some of my top things. But yes, I was going into people's homes and demoing a product. So like old school. So there was a lot of rejection. There was always, we said, the not kind woman in the room. She didn't want to buy into what you were. She was just there to like show up for her friend. And so often it was I think one of the biggest lessons just in humanity is most people just want to be connected to, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be known. And so for me, that's why it's a service-based industry. And I enjoy that and not everyone enjoys that. So learning those social communication skills can be a skill set that's developed in this world too. But really one of the biggest things for me is just really like look at the person, invest in the person, and you can gain so much from their wisdom and their life experiences while you're doing your work. So. Yeah, I think those are my top takeaways. That's that's great. Something we recently have been chatting about with our business coach is when it comes to people working with you in any capacity, 10% of them will always do something with you. 
10% will literally never do anything with you. 80% becomes up to you and how well heard that they feel and, and understood they feel and your ability to build rapport and, and connection and whatnot. Now it's awesome. I had a question just about, you mentioned multi-level marketing, right? That, that's yes. a very mixed, mixed opinions out there, right? Mixed feedback yes. from people. Yes. I would just like to just give you the floor. Like what's, what are some, some of the naysayers out there? And then what are some of the, the benefits of it? And I'd just kind of like to give you kind of the stage and mic to either for folks out there that are, have misconceptions about it, maybe write the mm-hmm. ship a little bit and then, and then highlight some of the amazing things about it. Yeah. So I grew up in a home, which I wouldn't have looked back on this, where my mom had done it for years and it was it paid for Christmases. It, it was the extra income, right? And gave her the flexibility. So my favorite thing about it is, is it's an extra income and there's just so much opportunity in it to make it whatever you want, which that's so rare. Getting a side hustle, it's so rare to really have full control over it, but also that you don't have to create it. It's got its own system created and you just you know, throw yourself into it. I think too, yes, with multi-level marketing, especially 11, 12 years ago when I started, there was a lot of negativity and eye rolls and I don't do that. I'm not interested. So I think the things you need to know if it's something you jump into is there will be that. But I think that there can also be that with opening a storefront. You know, if you have a brick and mortar, people can still naysay or not be interested in what you have to offer. So For me, it's just really been about educating that the opportunity to have that stream of income, which we know most wealthy people have multiple streams of income, and to do whatever you want, the flexibility and the fluidity has been huge for us. So you can make it a a 40-hour-a-week job. You can make it last. You get to really connect and empower people. And it's mostly women. There are some top, top earners in the country who are men, but it's, for me, I think what exists in the MLM direct sales world that is really beautiful is the opportunity for self-growth and to create whatever you want for your life. And I've seen people do that from paid off college loans to having seven-figure incomes. So the opportunities there, it's, it's you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a certain skill set. You just come in and you learn as you go and plug and play and find out what your passions are. And I had women on my team who were really organizational and very great, like great communicators. And then there were other areas that they weren't as grown in. And that so the self-development piece and the piece to really look internally and continue to grow in who you are as a whole being is really an opportunity I don't see in a lot of careers. And I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners. And even in their in the stresses they have on them, a lot of those are taken off of you because the system's already in place. So those are some of my favorite things. And yes, yeah, some of the challenges, I think what has happened, especially during the pandemic, was there is a switch in supporting women online with business ownership and kind of being interested in, okay, what is it about and what, what are you selling? And so, and I think too, for me, the momentum takes time, like anything, when you're talking about something and you're growing something, it takes time to really find your niche and your people. And that grows if you're growing, right? So who I used to attract is very different than who I would attract today because I've grown and changed into a better version of myself. So yeah, I think those are like my favorite features of it. For us, it's been the greatest gift. My husband was able to be home with our kids for 10 years while I was the like, you know, full-time income. And I just, there's not an opportunity for me to do that right now in another way with what we value. You could not have summarized that any better. 
Thank ah, you so much for giving the clarity. Because I mean, like I started in MLM and that was one of the biggest advantages in my life because you get the scrapes and bruises mentally of there's a lot of rejection, a lot of jaded mm-hmm. people, they, they conceptualize it differently. And the way that you put it, you were just so open and upfront about it. A lot of people try and dance around it, which is why it still sometimes gets a negative perception mm-hmm. because people are trying to almost trick you getting into the business. When you could just be upfront about, hey, this is kind of what we do. We're selling, we're building a team, we're personally developing. And that's what I enjoyed about it is because you can only be successful in that business model if you're growing yourself because you have to attract the right people in the world. And so it forced me to get super uncomfortable, forced me to start reading books, listening to podcasts. So that a part of that culture is something that I really, really liked. And I highly recommend people that are looking to get in the world of self-employment, entrepreneurship, you know, get started because it's also a very low cost business model as well. So the beautiful thing is that the sweat equity is the biggest thing that you put in. Mm-hmm. And so just like every business in every industry, there's going to be good eggs and bad eggs. The, the most important thing, in my opinion, when it comes into getting into network marketing and MLM is getting in with the right people. Because if yes. you get in with a bad team, you're going to learn bad values and bad principles. Those are people that are trying to make some quick cash. If you get in with the right people, just like yourself, you know, getting in with Megan's team is something that you're going to build genuine core values and take that away, not just inside this business. You could also build tons more businesses as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I think you hit the nail on the head, the mindset. There are certain companies that have a reputation and a mindset around bother your friends, get your friends and family. And really the startup of direct sales and MLM was really focused on church communities. So it was very much like you share it on Sunday morning, you get the people who trust you to buy in and it's changed so much where it's actually like you said, people who want self-development and want to help others develop. And I've always been like, come do this and then go fly. If this is not your thing in the end, get all of the, like you said, the benefits of it, all the growth out of it, and then go on to your next thing. And that was the culture of my team. That was the culture of how I really trained people. Like this is not end all be all. It could be for you if that's what you want out of it. And it's exactly that. There's, you had said the stat like 10% will, 10% won't. 80%. It's kind of like this. And it's very much a stat, I think, in any type of coaching, leading, all of that. It's like you have this group that really want it and they'll apply themselves. You have this group that's in the middle and then you have this broad range that's like, "Eh, I'll take it and leave it. And I'm like, okay, you all matter. So it's just knowing who you want to serve. Because at the end of the day, in service-based businesses, you're dealing with people. And sometimes that sucks, right? But other times it's great. (laughs) Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I just sold a product. But then other times when things are going extremely well, which is a large percentage of the time, it's like, it's so gratifying because you're genuinely changing people's lives. And it's funny you you say that, what you said earlier, because I can now tell by the approach someone gives me, if they're like, what company they're with in network marketing, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. just tell me about the opportunity and like, don't dance around it. If yep. you're just so open, it could be an opportunity that I'd be interested in. Yes. So it's so funny you say that. And I appreciate the transparency there. And I think it's shifting from that like used car salesman mentality about sales to like, no, we all buy things all the time. This is just another form of sales. And it's actually, like you said, sweat equity, but relational. It's so much more relational than walking into Target. And people really get to connect with you and have, I always say, you get me. When you buy the product, you get me. So you don't love it. You don't know how to use it. Like here I am, blow me up, you know? And that's such a different model that I think we're getting back to really wanting and really enjoying. So 
It's amazing. And it's teams like yourself and people that you're creating around you that are going to actually be the change there. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, now, yes. with that being said, you know, you professionally as an entrepreneur, even outside of this business, what is your mission and vision outside of there? What are you really looking to grow? So my passion is to grow people, which I guess is not the, you know, right answer. But what I really, really love is to watch someone that moment in someone's eyes when they get who they are. Like, oh, that's unique. That's different. And I've seen it so many times in women where I'm like, you know, you have this skill and it's really powerful and unique. And they're like, it is because we become so accustomed to who we are, right? And what we offer in our friendships and our relationships that we don't realize like, no, that's really unique to you. And it's like your superpower and we need more of it. So I really love to watch people just come alive and who they are and then go go create more movement because what I believe when we're whole people, and I mean emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, every area, not just like I'm a great spiritual person, I'm a great whatever. But when we really are working on the wholeness of who we are, we have such a huge impact on each other. And we need more people doing that in this world to create the good and the change and the movements we want to see. So yes, you know, it's been mainly with women. I've worked with a few men, but mainly women Because I think in this world, there's so many pressures and it happens for men too, but for women with all of the roles, there's so many pressures to fit this box instead of just to be free as who you are and what you offer to the world. And finding your contentment in that is something that I really love to work with women in or the balance. Because for me, it was so difficult to fit in like self-care and choose therapy and choose the things that really helped me heal and become a wholer version of me. and learning to do that and creating systems in my life that cut out just little pieces, micro moments, I would call them in the beginning to create that habit. Cause you guys know you were both athletes, right? It's the micro habits. It's the every morning I do this for myself. So learning and creating that within my life helped me really be able to give people the freedom that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be I took this little baby step and that baby steps enough in the season you're in. Keep taking it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What you just explained there is the exact name of our podcast. Our podcast name is The Consistency Wins Podcast, and we believe that consistency wins. And yes. all of your success is a byproduct of those micro decisions and micro actions that you take. So with that being said, and you are the embodiment of that, so I appreciate you sharing all that. What does consistency mean to you? Oh, that's such a great question. Okay. Well, consistency means to me showing up for yourself every day in the best version of you. So whatever that looks like that day, because I have a lot, I'm like, hold all the space. Some days we just have those days where we're in our head and life is a lot, right? And then we wake up other days where we're like, I'm winning today. So consistency to me is doing the steps you know that help you continue to move forward daily and show up as your best version. I love it. I love it. Two like follow-ups here, right? So as you've Growing your business and your in your world over the last call it twenty years, right? You've probably gotten to a place. And this is something that we're experiencing right now, where you just get opportunities thrown at you all the time, right? How do you stay focused on your vision and not let things deter you and opportunities deter you? And what advice do you have for all the young entrepreneurs listening right now who may have some traction but are now in this place of trying to figure out what rabbits they want to chase, right? Because he or she who chases two rabbits can never catch one, kind of thing. Wow. So, how do you, what advice do you have? For our listeners in that space, and what do you, what would you like to leave our, our listeners with beyond that as well? 
Yes, that's great. So my journey has been very much about learning what my values are. And I think we hear that term a lot and it can be really broad, but for me, it's very, very micro. So my top values are collaboration, connection, and communication. So if anything doesn't align with two or three of those, any opportunity I get offered, I say no. It's a solid no for me. If they connect with two of those, like obviously podcasting is connection, collaboration, and communication. So I'm like, yes, that's a full yes. That's a level 10 yes for me. And so once I learned those and discovered them about me, it really kind of helped me hone in on my path. And that's how I came to like, oh, I want to coach entrepreneurs and small business owners because they have a passion to grow. They're invested in what they're doing. And you'll get all three of those really solid things together. And we're, we're working together. So I have a free values assessment activity on my website that you can get. And that's a great way to start. I have a lot of people start and then move into coaching from that. Like, okay, now how do I make decisions? Because that's a process. I'm sure you guys are in line with your business values and they probably overlap with your personal values or your mission statement. But for me, it was really defining them so clear. So I just had a client ask me, so what did that look like? And I was like, oh, it was a mess. When I knew what my values were and I started saying no to things, people did not like it because I what I am. I'm very, I'll serve. I'll show up. I can do that. Sure, 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 sure. And then realizing, but that really makes us out of balance. We feel really stressed then and overcommitted. And then we wake up for that thing that we committed to. And we're like, why am I even doing that? That's because we're out of alignment. And when we can get in alignment with our values, most things feel like my soul is on fire that you're saying yes to. And that's how I believe we're meant to live. So obviously not taking out the garbage will not feel that way. But when you're making the big decisions in life and in business, really discovering those and then aligning with those. For me, that looked like a lot of boundary setting. Like, nope, I'm not going to be showing up for that service project, but I will show up for this one. Nope, I won't be committing to that speaking engagement because this opportunity is actually more in alignment with who I am. And so I did have some pushback in some communities I was in. But for me, one thing I said to this client was, it doesn't matter because what you're doing is when you're in alignment, you're clearing space for the things that are meant to come to you. And then it's you get so good at it that you, I know immediately that's a no, that's a maybe, but is it like a yes? And I want things in life to be a yes, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. And it, I like to call it addition through subtraction, right? You're adding more into your life by subtracting a lot of the things that are maybe just fluff inside of your yeah. life. And I love how you brought up the values because Len and I have been making a little bit of shift in our business and we sat down for the last couple of weeks and just went over values, mission, vision, all that stuff. And those are the tedious, boring things that a lot of people don't like to sit down and take the time to do. But when you really, really dive deep and work with a coach on this, guys, if you really dive deep into what your mission is, especially if it's a partnership, your mission, your vision, and your core values, you really get a good feel as to what you say yes or no to. And it's especially important in a partnership because there are going to be times where Landon's in a meeting and I'm not there or I'm in a meeting and he's not there and we have to make decisions quickly and you can refer back to those core values to make those decisions. So highly recommend taking the time out. It is tedious. It's not the most exciting thing in the world, but it's 100% necessary. and It's going to carry you into mega success in business as well. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. I think that's a dynamo in your relationship that you guys know each other's values, you know, because then it's like, oh, well, he would prefer this and I prefer this. Where do we meet in the middle? Or do I take that on and he takes that on? And that's just powerful to be in alignment with each other and then 
the power of your business will come from that. People will know your strengths and yes. So great job on doing that. I'm always excited when people know it's not just words or fluff. Like you said, it's actually like deep work and we change and grow. So our values can change and grow, but generally we can look back to children, like what mattered most to us. It still generally does as adults. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Now you had mentioned there's a free PDF that you had, you know, you're throwing out value there. How can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find that stuff? How can they connect with you if they want to get involved in anything you got going on, getting coached by you? Why don't you share that yeah. as we near the, the top of our 30 minutes here? Great. Yes. MeganRoseCoaching.com is my website and that's where the PDF will be. You can get on my email list there, connect with me there. Also on Instagram, I'm Megan Brewer. Awesome. Well, and Megan, can you spell your last sorry, name for everybody? I just want you to spell yes. that. R-E-U-W-E-R. Awesome. Perfect. We'll have the links in the description as well. So great. with that being said, we got value extracted immediately out of this stuff. A very, very great podcast. And we appreciate you coming on. And I definitely don't think this is the last time we're going to connect. I work full in line with your, your core values and your mission. So however we can serve you moving forward, just let us know. And we're the looking same, forward to getting this same. episode out. Thank you so you much for having me. You too.